0: Are you ready to generate way more leads with way less struggle? I have great news for you. I'm now accepting new students into High Performance Agent Academy. Inside the Academy, you'll get eight months of customized support from me and get access to my entire playbook. Sales, marketing, social media, systems, all of it ready for you to copy and paste right into your business. Check the show notes for the link to learn more. We start on May 1st. Okay. If you are a relationship focused real estate agent and you like using Facebook, this is the podcast for you. In this episode, I break down how I built a Facebook group for my past clients in my sphere and how I've used it as a really simple, free, efficient, and effective tool to tap into my database, grow my business, increase repeat client and retention levels, and just have a lot of fun connecting with my clients in a way that is lighthearted and really authentic. So in this episode, I'm going to unpack for you why you should start a group, how to do it, some best practices, what to do with your content, and some lessons I've learned along the way. So tune in, glad you're here. Hey, my name's Tina Bellavo and I am obsessed with all things real estate, growth, marketing, social media, technology and team building. If you're an ambitious agent who's hungry to grow, work on your own terms, and build a thriving life outside of your business, this is the podcast for you. I got into real estate when I was 18 years old and grew my business from nothing through referrals and social media. And since then, I've built a top-performing team and I've sold over 1,700 homes and $400 million in sales volume. In this podcast, I keep it real and I tell you exactly what I'm doing to sell tons of houses, lead my team, market my brand, grow my social following and database, and maintain incredible work-life balance. I'll never shy away from sharing my biggest mistakes as well as the juiciest parts of my secret sauce. Pull up a seat and get ready to learn and be inspired. This is the High Performance Agent Podcast with Tina Beliveau. Welcome back to the High Performance Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Beliveau, and I'm here to talk with you about one of my favorite client retention and referral lead gen strategies, which is how to build a Facebook group for your clients and your sphere of influence. A little bit of backstory if you don't know a whole lot about me. I decided from day one to work by referral and focus on value-add relationships to grow my business. Day one was a good while ago. We won't talk about that. (laughs) But my business has always been like between 80 and 100% sphere, depending on the year. And when I say sphere, I'm really lumping together repeat, referral, and then people who just know me and hire me from my sphere. And also my organic social media connections in my area and just all the things I do to like relationship and network build. At this point, the other 20% of my business comes from digital farming and organic Google presence particularly having very strong reviews. We have over 155 star reviews on Google, which is amazing. We actually just got a great listing yesterday, a call-in from Organic Google. Totally off topic, but those two other strategies are awesome, and I'm going to have other episodes on those. But referrals and repeat are where it's at. (laughs) So I will say that I've been like a really heavy Facebook user always. I was in like the first wave of college users. I've been very active on the platform. And when I really started growing my business, in there, were, there have been several phases to my growth. There was like the first like three to five years, which was like slow, steady growth. Then I went into like a hyper growth overdrive when I started team building and focusing on listings. And Facebook was serious fuel on that fire in such a powerful way for me. So I love Facebook but I lost sight of it for a while. I don't know, you have anything long enough and you have all your like lead gen like strategies and things you do to market and have touch campaigns and it can seem like old news after a while, but I've had a major Facebook renaissance in the last couple of years and it's fueled my business. It's fueled my coaching business too. I have a great group I run for realtors that I have a lot of fun with. So this is, we're gonna talk about my Facebook renaissance, but how I got there, like my proven formula for the majority of my career, just in straight real estate sales, has been to have a mix of quality email, quality direct mail, quarterly events, if not more. There was a time where I was very event happy. <laughs> quarterly is my sweet spot, maybe even two to three a year, depending on the year. A fair amount of gifting and being super active on social. And if you didn't listen to my very first episode, I told my story of like how I've been transforming my business since the beginning of 2020. Basically, I had spent 2016 through 2019 running a brokerage. I was like a manager slash recruiter and then eventually part owner of a group of Keller Williams franchises in the Baltimore area. And I really spent three years being very hands off from my database. And basically at the beginning of 2020, I decided to get out of the brokerage side, which just really was not my heart's desire deep down after spending some time doing that. And really just refocus on my team and just streamlining my life as much as possible from like a work life balance, like time energy balance. So at the beginning of 2020, I had all these grand plans to come back to my team and slay. And instead, COVID happened and all of my plans and designs for like super cool events and like running my old playbook, but with my recharged energy just went out the window. So COVID started, I think at that point, like I'd literally been in the middle of planning this event that I was super excited about. And I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I took some time to evaluate what my pivot could be. And I actually ended up reinventing like every aspect of my marketing email, mail, even what I do to gift. There's so many things I can't wait to unfurl as this podcast continues. But one of the things that I decided early on in 2020, like once COVID took hold and I realized it wasn't going to just be two weeks, I decided to launch a Facebook group to get back in touch with my clients because that was really my mission was like, I've been out of touch with my database. What can I do to get back in touch with people? So I'd actually thought about having a Facebook group for my past clients for a while, but I had all these like concerns and fears. What if I start it and then don't maintain it? Do people even want to be in it? I had a weird feeling about my clients being lumped into a group with other people who they don't know, and I just was it was just uncomfortable. It felt like a little bit of a risk to to try and do that. But I evaluated the pros and cons and decided don't be a wimp. Just build your group and figure it out. And so, so that's what I did. And I decided to go for it. I went all in. And I guess by the end of March 2020, I launched it. So I, I didn't spend that long thinking about it. In case you missed it, High Performance Agent Academy is officially open for new students and we start on May 1st. Do you feel frustrated by making slow progress, sick of your systems and CRM being a mess, Lonely and tired of figuring out how to grow your business on your own? And are you ready for a breakthrough in your sales, marketing, and lead generation? First of all, you're not alone. I have been there and I've blazed the trail to solve all of those problems. I've assembled every single system, template, and marketing strategy I use so you can copy and paste them right into your business. If you're ready to transform everything about your real estate business, this is your golden opportunity. I will walk alongside you for the rest of 2024 and help you plug these systems directly into your business, and we will customize every element to your market, your brand, your voice, and your goals. High Performance Agent Academy starts on May 1st, and I don't want you to miss the boat. Head to the show notes to get the link or DM me on Instagram at Tina Beliveau, and I'll send you everything you need. See you in the Academy. But the first thing that I decided was that it wasn't going to be like other things I had done before because I had been a little bit, what would you say? I had been very self promotion on my personal Facebook profile, which, by the way, like it works. <laughs> like it really worked when I was going really hard on listings and letting people know like just how many homes I was selling. It was like a a pro and a con of I got my message out very clearly that I was a very good listing agent and that I was listing homes all the time. And I'm sure a lot of people like unfollowed and whatever. And and then a a lot of people hired me too. So it all worked out. But my point is when I started my group, I was like, this is not another place where I'm going to market to people or pound my chest. Or bore them. And I'd also realized that like a lot of the email marketing I'd been doing was really crappy too. So I like was just overhauling my image, my brand, and coming from a real place of value. And I also rewrote my mission statement for my business. And that's really where it all started. So my mission statement for my team before 2020 was long and a little jargony and I can't even remember it. And I could look it up. But ultimately, I shortened it to My mission at the Bellevue Group is to create community because that is what makes me tick is I love bringing people together and facilitating relationships and opportunities and networks, educating people, inspiring them. But it all starts with community of bringing together and me being not necessarily the star of it, but the center, the instigator, the person that kind of makes things happen for other people, whether that's buying a home, selling a home, or just being the person that you know you can text when you cannot find a babysitter or a dog sitter (laughs) or any other kind of like thing. Like people just know that I'm a connector. And that is what was the first thing was like I had a vision and some inspiration of how I wanted to communicate what I really value and what like what I'm passionate about and what makes me tick. And then the next thing that happened was realizing that I wanted to brand my client base as a community and not just like past clients or like nothing so i started referring to the tbg so my team is the bellavo group and we use tbg all the time so i started talking about the tbg community and i started using that in my posts in a hashtag even and then that's what i decided to name the facebook group so I've branded the TBG community, that is the name of the Facebook group, the Bellavo group's client community, and our clients have really embraced and used that term. So it's definitely just taken on a life of its own and I feel like when you can articulate your mission and your vision and your values to the people around you, if it speaks to them too, like they will get on board and they will let you know and they will reflect those words back to you. So that was for me the starting point of doing something for a great reason and not just like another marketing gimmick. People even mentioned being part of the TBG community like when they review us on Google and they thank us for the group. People really like it as a resource and I'm going to talk more about that in a second. But that's where it all started. So it it started with a vision and a purpose and then making sure that it was value-driven and then naming it something that made sense and connected to all of that. And then I made a decision from the beginning that, like again, I wasn't going to market. It was a place to be a resource for people to connect with me, with everyone on my team, with each other. And one of the things that I'd actually been dealing with that the group has really helped with is if anyone who's listening to this is also a team owner, I've had so many instances where people buy or sell a home and they don't work with me directly. They work with someone on my team. And I have no way to build a relationship with them myself, even if they're someone that like I generated the lead. like They're from my sphere. So the group has been a place for me to have like, an authentic and easy point to actually connect with the people in my sphere, even if I'm not personally representing them, which is just how I've chosen to have my business model for various reasons. That is where my group started. And part of why I love it is that it is like an opt-in environment. Like you can't, there were days long ago in Facebook where you could just dump people into a Facebook group and then they were just in there whether they wanted to be or not. Now they have to accept the invitation. So if they're in there, they wanna be in there. So that like my top 20% is literally of the like many people that are in my CRM that I know, about 20% of them are in my group. So like it is the people who want to be connected with me on more of a continual basis that are in there. Which for me gives me a level of like permission and intimacy that I would not use in an email campaign or in some sort of like public marketing. Like it is much more relationship and authenticity driven, which I love. So that is one of the many reasons I love running the group, along with the fact that it's free, it's easy, (laughs) it's digital, I can do it from anywhere at any time, and it's casual. It's just a place. That I facilitate, there's not like a huge amount of expectation that like Tina's, you know, doing a lot in the group. Like no one cares, but it's there as much or as little as I want to use it and as much or as little as my clients want to use it. And that's definitely waxed and waned. Like when I first started the group in the first year, like I was really hot on it. I was doing a lot, I was experimenting with what worked and what didn't work. And we weren't doing events in our area for the first full year of COVID. So it was a very helpful tool then. But since then, It's become just part of my broader strategy to stay in touch with people, stay in front of them, and again, retain relationships, even if I'm not personally representing those people, to really have more opportunities to stay in relationship with them, be of value to them, and then also hopefully earn their future business and their referrals. So beyond that, I want to just talk to you about the content and how I've built the group. When I launched the group, I actually did this really innovative giveaway called Bellavo Group Bonanza. It's a long story, but the moral of the story is I created an awesome incentive for people to get in the group. I launched the group and had like several hundred people in there right away through this giveaway that I did. And then I also put systems in place to make sure that we were growing the group for the long haul. So depending on the audience that you choose for your group, I decided that I want anyone in that group that is a past client or anyone that, you know, has worked to advocate for me and my team, whether that's referring me, trying to refer me, explicitly expressing support in some other way, because I think there's a lot of ways that people can support us. So it's a catch-all for anyone that I consider an advocate, whether it's in like a measurable way or just a, a knowing that I have about where someone stands with wanting to support me in my business or anyone who's ever hired us. So I have created a lot of other points of connection for how people can get into the group. The couple things that work really well that you could put in place that I would recommend is number one, have a standing email template that goes out to your clients when you're under contract. And again, after closing, saying, hey, we run a group for you. (laughs) Click here to join it. By the way, your calls to action should be very simple because people don't read. They don't have time to read 85 paragraphs. So our email basically says, hey, in case you didn't know, we run a Facebook group. It's a private space for our past clients to tap into us. Click here to join. We'd love to have you. And then we have a follow-up touch because, you know, not everyone sees every email or whatever. So we do a follow-up touch after closing. The other thing is I've actually integrated the group on our website. And I tie that into, like, our mission and our values. And, like, I have a whole section in our website about the TBG community. So a lot of people, even when they're referred to us, hop on our website and research And I made a decision to spend the time to build a really beautiful, very content-rich website, which has paid dividends because what happens is people get referred to us or find us on Google. Then they go to our website and the website really seals the deal that we are the real deal, like the real deal real estate team with expertise, experience, and a whole lot to say about all of that, where you can research and feel that peace of mind about who you're potentially going to hire. And I think articulating this kind of stuff, that we're not just transactional, that we're here for the long haul, that we create all these resources for people, really goes a long way. So basically, our group is just gradually growing as we sell homes. And some people don't use Facebook. Not everyone's going to join your group, right? There are a lot of people that have opted out of social media. But for those who are still in, (laughs) the group is there. And again, for me, it's that like access to the top 20% where I can click one button or write one thoughtful question or do a really quick Facebook Live and reach some of my best relationships all at once without oversaturating with way too many emails or without the manual work of one-to-one texting and follow-up. So I've basically used the group as a portal, a connection point, a way to make it easy for people to reach me, and then a way for me to get messaging out that is not about properties. (laughs) There is no, hey, look at this house. That's not what the group is for. It's for everything else. I have a playbook on this, on how to run a great Facebook group for your client base. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes, just so you know. And I've played with a lot of different content pillars to grow the group and engage the group. And I have found that there are certain things that are perennial winners. Number one is content I didn't create, aka my clients asking questions. And the number one thing that people post in there is when they need any sort of like home service vendor, contractor, or recommendation. So they'll post in there and it's so great because I will respond. Maybe someone else on my team will respond. But then they also get referrals from other people, which is just a nice thing for them to actually crowdsource from a group of like minded local people. So just creating that as like the place where people, for whatever reason, people post in there more than they like email or text me directly. Like I think there's something very comfortable about putting in the Facebook group where maybe they don't even feel like they're bothering me, but I'll probably see it. So it's just been really nice for engagement. But beyond that, of course, I've done a lot of different things to stir up engagement in the group. You'll hear me talk about this off and on. One of the things I've had a lot of success with is running little contests and giveaways and just doing fun things to engage and appreciate my clients. COVID, again, like really made it necessary for me to find ways to do things that were a little more digital. And then also just like my lifestyle changing so much and becoming a mom, like I'm a little less event happy than I used to be. I lost the will to do pop buys and drop little gifts off to people a long time ago. (laughs) I think it's a great strategy, but if you just can't get yourself to do it anymore like me, like contests and giveaways are a really fun way to still love on people but not have it be so laborious. So I'll do fun things like one of the first things I did was like I posted a picture of a jar full of candy and was like, guess how many whatever like candies are in this jar. The closest winner is going to get a gift card to the restaurant of their choice. And that was actually when I realized, ooh, like I have a really cool opportunity here to support small businesses. So I took it a step further as one does. This was the summer of 2020 where I was like okay like the pandemic isn't going anywhere what can I do and I'm not going to do an event anytime soon what can I do to really keep my group interesting all summer so I got this idea to get like a wheel I don't know like a wheel you would spin if I wish you could see what I'm doing with my hand it's just a little spinny wheel that basically <laughs> spin the wheel and somebody either wins who's on the wheel or they win what's on the wheel so I thought to myself oh what if I create an incentive where to basically, I'm going to give away a gift card to a local restaurant every week this whole summer. So it was a way to keep my group busy all summer. And then I sent an email out to my sphere and said, I'm spinning this wheel every week. I said it better than the way I'm saying it to you now. But I said, I'm giving away a restaurant gift card every single week the entire summer to be like to enter to win. All you need to do is to be in the group. And then you're automatically entered every week to win. And then what I did was like super basic. I just printed out a list of everyone that was in the group, threw it all in a little jar or a vase. And then on the wheel, I put all of my favorite local bars, restaurants, and breweries. And then basically I went Facebook Live every week in the group. I spun the wheel and it would land on whatever the restaurant was. And then I would pull up my jar (laughs) And pull a name out and say, such and such is the winner this week. And I think I was doing $25. So, compared to what I spend on client events, it was a deal. <laughs> and people loved it. And they had so many chances to win. And Facebook Live videos do really well. So, that's just an example of what you can do with content and engagement. You can tie together, like, appreciating people, supporting local businesses. And again, like maybe replacing some of the things you've done in your like traditional referral marketing strategies that have perhaps gotten stale or boring and you just want to mix things up. So I've done lots of different kinds of giveaways, but the wheel was fun and it was very visual and people started to look forward to it and it just became a thing. And I just bought like the wheel on Amazon for 20 bucks. So that's how I did that. So contests and giveaways are great, but I've experimented with a lot of other things to just inform in the group on the, like the front of real estate but again not being like buy or sell a house cuz like I've said this before in other podcasts that I've that I've done already but I'm like not everyone in your database wants to buy or sell a house right now in fact most of them don't like 90% of them are probably good like maybe they want to buy an investment property if you sold them a house a year ago like they're probably good for now so hammering them with messages over and over about it's a great time to buy like it's it, whether it's obnoxious or not it's certainly not like valuable or relevant <laughs> so Therefore, what else can you talk about that comes from your area of expertise that would actually be interesting to people? So number one, just general like market insights, like the pulse of the market, like a monthly or quarterly update. I think at the end of the day, if you own a home, it's always interesting to know how are home values trending. Like that's what I want to know. Are they up or are they down? And by how much, roughly and are interest rates better than when i bought right now they're probably not <laughs> but do i is there an opportunity to refi that i don't know about i think those are the two things if you were just like here's what's going on prices in baltimore are up 2% since the start of the year interest rates are a little better than they were a few months ago let me know if you have questions like maybe you want to be a little more specific than what i just said but like that level of simple bullet points is what people tend to be able to wrap their mind around And the more you do that, the more people just, again, trust your credibility and your expertise more and more. So I think you could do a market insight once a month. You could do a giveaway once a month. And that alone would be a really great way to engage in your group and just have a lot of presence. You might want to get more creative and do events or collaborations. There was a point with my group where I had reconnected with an old friend who had just become an interior decorator. And she it's funny, I had noticed that her Instagram was awesome. Like she was putting up really great content. It was so cute. And it just occurred to me, like, because I know how much work it is to create content. And I was like, her name's Rachel. And I was like, Rachel, like your content is so good and I'd love to help you grow your business. How do you feel about cross posting the same stuff from your Instagram into my group here and there and giving people home advice? And she, of course, was like, yeah, I would love that. So she, Would post in my group occasionally, not all the time, but like her favorite paint colors or trending fixtures, just stuff like that was part of what I got in touch with in this phase of reinventing all of my marketing. Was if you don't want to be hammering people with buy sell messages all the time when they're just part of your database, like how else can you be a resource for all things home? And I think when it comes to all things home, there's like a few things that I've learned that are always of interest to people in our sphere. Number one, they're always looking for reliable vendors to provide all kinds of home services. Number two, everyone's always interested in interior design and their resale value overall. So conversations about what kind of gradual changes they can make and why to increase their resale value is always of interest. And then they, they just want to know where the market is trending, but in a general way and not a constant down their throat way. So really bringing that all things home energy to my group has been really helpful. And I've had different collaborations. They're not always like forever, but it's like as long as there's some synergy there, run with that and then you know, take a break or go on to the next thing. And I think that's the great thing about marketing digitally and like a Facebook group is you're not really wedded to anything. You can post stuff and if it gets terrible engagement or no one cares, like you can just stop and try something else or maybe back up and listen to this podcast again or revisit some materials and try something else. So those would be a couple easy engagement strategies. When COVID was like full force, we actually had some virtual events in the group we did like a virtual trivia like session and it was so fun. <laughs> I've seen other people do bingo, which I think is also really successful. So, I think that would actually still be something that people would probably participate in. If I think the key to any event is like what are the demographics of your database? How old are they? Where do they live? What are they into? What would be fun for them? And if you don't get that, like they're not going to come. So, it, it all comes starts with a good concept. But at the time with like my demographic, like the virtual trivia was like totally a good time. Mm-hmm. We also did something that was much more education-based. It was another collaboration. A financial advisor that I'm friendly with had hired an economist to basically give like a state of the economy to his clients. And I asked him if he could just let me collaborate in the event and bring my client base as well to just hear this really smart guy interpret what was happening in the economy at the time. That was very popular. And what I did was people could either watch it on Zoom Or they could just go into the group where I did like a screen share live stream into the group where they could just watch it there, which created a lot of engagement. And then there was this archive of the video in the group. So I think virtual events still have tons of like allure to people these days. It just needs to be something they care about at a time or in a format that is convenient for them. And if you don't nail those two things, then yes, it will be a flop. But if you've got information that people want and can – like I'm a big believer in doing Zoom trainings or events or whatever you want to call them, workshops, classes, but always recording it and letting people know that if they miss it, they can have the playback. And then I'm less obsessed with having 8,000 people there and I'm more just focused on creating content that I can send as a follow-up and get in people's hands. Because people are busy. We all have the unexpected happen. So I think that is a great thing you can do in your group if you feel called to share some information. And sometimes I like put feelers and polls out in my group. Hey, would you guys be interested in this? And they're always a great indicator. (laughs) Like a few months ago, I posted in there, I bought an Airbnb property last year and I've had a lot of fun with it. I've posted about it. So people know that like Tina bought an Airbnb. And I get questions all the time from people about should I do my own? So I heard from several of my past clients wanting to pick my brain about Airbnbs. So I put a poll up in my client group and just the TBG community group. And I said, if I did a, like a Zoom Q&A on buying your first Airbnb, would you be interested? And I got a ton of yeses. So for me, that was like market testing to be like, oh, great. This is worth me planning. Awesome. I'll fit that into my, my plan for the year. And I actually did that at the end of April. It was perfect timing, really easy, simple event. I'm about to have a baby but I was able to just fit that in without doing the full force, like hustling to do an event at an actual place and getting people to come and spending money and having food. So virtual events are awesome when you have a concept that people actually want to engage with. The last thing I'll say from a content perspective, and one of my favorites, is they're a great way to organize people to do something charitable. We've done several. I had a teacher in my database who was sourcing Christmas gifts for kids and families that didn't have any money to get their own Christmas gifts. So there were two Christmases in a row where I just posted in the group. I didn't put it anywhere else and just said, if anyone wants to adopt a family for Christmas, let me know. And we got so many families adopted and so many people put gifts together. And then a lot of other people just donated money. It was so awesome. And it was so easy. And we do a lot of different charitable things off and on with our group. And it's just a really simple and fast and effective portal to organize and bring awareness to things and people are either interested and want to help or not it's really light-hearted no pressure but people love that And they, again it's part of being part of the tbg community like they get to be part of these really cool things that is how i've built my group and outcome wise it has helped me accomplish so many things at once so i said this already but number one it's just a really fast and easy way to reach my sphere it's free It's convenient. I can post anytime. Or if I'm like posting at a weird time, I can schedule the post to go like at a good time for engagement and reach. And it really helps me not oversaturate with email. If I'm promoting an event and I've already emailed the invitation, instead of emailing you three more times and having you opt out, my group is a really great place to do some follow-ups and just have things be a little bit more streamlined. So I just love that it's a way for me to reach my sphere. The engagement's really strong. And if the engagement isn't strong, then I'm just like, okay, cool. Don't do that again. (laughs) It's just, it's very, what's the word? It's just great information and it's not so heavy and there's not so much at stake because I'm not like planning a whole thing or spending a bunch of money on a direct mail piece that like flops, like testing marketing in the digital space is such like a cheap and simple way to figure out what works and what resonates with people and what doesn't. And then you can really just increase your efficiency and your effectiveness So much faster. So, I love my group for so many reasons. It's definitely helped me more with like past client retention, building relationships. My top people are in there. If they're in there, I know that they want to be. I feel like we've definitely had increased referrals and engagement. All of that really builds on itself, but I believe in it very strongly. And it's really given me a chance to define and refine my brand in a way that I never had before. Like, I feel like my brand has never been clearer. And more high-end, but also so loving and inclusive all at the same time. So for me, it's awesome. So if you're a relationship-based realtor and you are, if this is speaking to you, like, just go do it. Set your group up. Don't stress about whether it's going to be great or not or how many people are going to join. Just get going. And again, I do have a playbook. You can get it from my show notes. I hope you'll download it because I do have some tips and visuals in there that'll be really helpful. And i love your feedback. So if you do this, come and join my group. I have another group for realtors because I'm group happy. Relationship Driven Real Estate with Tina Bellavo. You can search for it on Facebook or get the link from my show notes. And come join that group and join the conversation there. I'd love to have you. And as always, thank you for hanging out with me. Love chatting with you. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the High Performance Agent Podcast. Make sure to subscribe by hitting the follow button so you don't miss the next episode. And check the show notes for links to all of my goodies, including my newsletter filled with tips for ambitious agents. You can also find me on Instagram at Tina Beliveau. Talk to you soon.